Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JMO Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Michaels. Our guest this episode, we've got Jason Feldner from Purchase Guide Service on Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And uh, in this particular interview, we're going to get a great status update, kind of a winter ice fishing update uh, from Devil's Lake, which it's a really, really fun interview. And, and Feldner, he's been a guide for more than 20 years full time on Devil's Lake. So he's got the insights and the experience that we are absolutely looking for. Uh, for this kind of information and interpretation of what's going on this year because it's definitely a different year and I just really enjoy listening to Jason kind of explain the things that he's gone through this year that are so much different than any other year uh, you know ice fishing wise you know finding fish the, the fish patterns just you know every year is different you know we can't just say that this year's different and that that's so crazy I mean every year is a little bit different every year you got to be able to go and find fish uh, you know, you can't rely on last year's waypoints. You can't rely on memories of the past uh, to really, you know, show you where the fish are going to be this year. You know, we we have learnings. We we figure stuff out over time. But you gotta you gotta still be able to find fish, uh, find new fish each and every year, each and every day. A lot of times, and Feldner is able to do that and interpret what's going on this year. And I tell you what, we spend most of our time. Talking about shallow fish, not just walleyes, but perch as well. Uh, Jason's been putting his clients on some absolute jumbo perch. Now we talk about how many two-pound, like verified, scaled, weighed, two-plus-pound fish, including a 2.6-pound perch that Jason Feldner, our Perch Ice Guide Service, has put on his clients this year on Devil's Lake. I mean, we're talking jumbos, and, and make no mistake, huge walleyes as well. So great stories in this great lessons learned and just i really took a lot away from this so i just really hope that if everybody's listening have your pen and paper ready because some of the notes you just don't want to forget so uh yeah great interview here jason feldner devil's lake ice fishing let's do it if you have any fishing memory or a fish that you would like to commemorate with a replica or you have questions about getting fish replicas done Reach out to Jamie Rizavi from Rizavi Taxidermy Studio in New Rockford, North Dakota. Jamie and his crew do next level work here at the JMO headquarters. We are blessed to have so many replicas made by Jamie. Reach out. You can find them on social media or online at RizaviTaxidermyStudio.com. The link is in the description of this podcast. This episode is brought to you by Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Devil's Lake is one of North Dakota's premier outdoor recreational destinations. And to find out more about what the lake and the community of Devil's Lake has to offer, head to devilslakend.com. That link is in the description. Everybody listening to this podcast has a passion for the outdoors. Wouldn't it be great? Or have you ever even thought about how great it would be to live and work in and around like-minded people, making a difference, contributing to the resources that you love so much? The North Dakota Game and Fish Department is hiring. If you're just starting out, if you're looking to build your resume, seasonal wildlife and fisheries technicians are the perfect way to gain experience and spend the summer with cool people just like you. If you're currently sitting in your office, you're sick of staring at the same four walls, enough is enough. Join a team of elite outdoor conservationists and become a district game warden. If you or somebody that you know needs to learn more about these opportunities, head to the link that is in the description of this podcast. That's gf.nd.gov slash jobs. So, all right, man. Jason Fellner, thank you. 
Thank you for the time, man. You're a fishing guide, like so many guys. You're just—it's so hard to schedule fishing guides. You guys are just busy all the time. So don't think that your time isn't appreciated here. Uh, but that being said, we've already—you were on before. Um, I don't know if it was a year ago or, or last year, or whatever it was. We got to know you a little bit. If anybody wants to know your life story, go back and listen to that one. I want to jump right into the fishing with you this year, man. Guiding this winter up on Devil's Lake. Um, what has what's kind of the big picture up there? What's kind of the story of the winter? We can go any direction with this. Uh, I just want to put that out there because I haven't talked nearly enough about Devil's Lake. So there's like no topics that are off limits to us, man. So whatever, like whatever jumps in your mind, uh, where should we go here talking about Devil's Lake this winter? Well, you know, it's been a really crazy uh, year. Normally when we first get on the ice in December, like we did this year, uh, the bite was really good in one area, and just your typical spots where that early ice uh, perch bite supposed to be, it was non-existent this year. Um, I don't know if it's the warm weather, uh, maybe lack of snowfall, too much light penetration or what, but it's just, it's held through 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 the whole winter. It's just these fish are, in, I mean, you put down the live sonar, you, you'll see groups of three, four fish, and they're just swimming so fast, and they one will stop and look at your bait. You might get it to bite, and they just keep on going. It's nothing's really like schooled up and piled up in the basin or anything like that. So it's been a tricky winter for us so far. You know, we had that one that one big cold blast in in uh, January, January, which we were blessed with because, as you know, we've been having a lot of warm weather. Now we cooled off here again this this last couple of weeks and uh, kind of got the accesses back to where we can use them, and the ice is in great shape again. Yeah, man. Like as far as the conditions go, the fishing, like. Like what? What do you feel like the conditions that affect the fish are the most? Like, is it? Is it? Is it? You know, like a lot of places we're talking. Uh, you know, like just not. You know, not as much ice, not as much snow on the ice, so that maybe there's light penetration on Devil's Lake. What's the example in your mind? I don't. I just don't. I, like you said, I think part of it's light penetration, and we haven't had that big deep freeze. Like when we had that big deep freeze for what was it, like four or five days there. Fishing was actually pretty solid. They started grouping up, and then it just seems like we got warm after that again. It just it put these fish on the break lines more, and they started roaming a lot more. Um, they weren't sitting still. It, it's it's really tricky. And then, then once you do find a decent spot and you do good one day, you go back there the next day. And sure, there's still some fish there, but they're real negative. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, you can mark them, mark them. They won't bite. They'll come up, look at your bait, just kind of swim off. The next batch will come through. It's the same thing. It's like. One out of 15 fish you mark would actually bite. So it's just, yeah, it's goofy. It's goofy. I've never seen a year like this before. You know, and I've been out here this is my 24th winter. So I just, yeah. it's been crazy. It's been a puzzle. That's for sure. It's been a puzzle. And what I found lately is by 1030 in the morning, you're better off packing up and going home, taking a break and going back out for the last three and a half hours. It just seems like that midday right now is just, it's, it's off for some reason. You know what? It's weird. I've, I've got a lot of friends in Minnesota and Wisconsin and they said the same thing. It's just been a really weird year over there too. So I think it's gotta be something to do with this big weather pattern. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you were to look at like your best days this winter, like, like what would you say has been your recipe for success on the best, like the best days, the best bites with your clients um like like what do you feel like has been kind of the maybe you know just kind of like strategy talk here like like breaking it down finding the fish like what do you feel like has been the recipe for success on your home runs well that's that's the whole thing is this perch thing is you know there's no when they're out in the mud they're out in the mud that's like throwing a dart at a map to try to find them 
But once you do find those perch, don't go fish the walleyes in the morning. Go straight to those perch because, they're, like I said, they're going to bite right away. They'll bite before that sun comes up, and they'll bite till 10, 1030, and then it's like, that's it. Buffet, buffet table's closed. We're not eating no more. So, you know, but now on those on – the, on, when we lose that school of fish or something like that, then we start out in the walleyes in the morning just to get some fish in the pail, and then we go searching again. So, and like I said, not lately when they're finding these perch, they're on break lines, and typically when they're on break lines, they're traveling. You know, they're not out in the basin eating the bloodworms or feeding on the shrimp. It seems like they're just traveling on that transition to rocket or, you know, hard bottom and uh, soft bottom right now. And I don't know if we're lacking on the bloodworms or what, you know. So it's they're just maybe searching a little harder for food. Yeah, 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 man. I think I, I I think that's that's such like important observation from guys like you that have, you know, really just like a mountain of experience. You know, for somebody that's coming to Devil's Lake to hear that, that's just such a big. Those are just such big lessons learned. You know, that point about getting out early and going after the perch to capitalize on that morning bite. That's a that's that. I think that is really really good advice and and for this year specifically for sure like y'all gotta have that in mind um for sure but you know even talking about the tough days i like to you know contrast everything you know talk about the tougher days where the fish are a little bit more stingy or it's just hard to find them in general what do you find yourself doing on the tougher days to try to grind out whatever you can are you drilling a whole bunch of holes are you relying on forward sonar like like talk to me talk to me about the grind the, the best thing we've found, I mean, we, we've had, we, we get some good fishermen that want to hold jump. If it's nice out, we'll get eight guys out punching holes and fishing. And it just seems this year, if you find some fish, you're better off just sitting on them and grinding them out and keep, and don't be running around with your trucks or your four wheelers or side by sides because it just seems like it's spooking them. And I don't know if that's that light penetration again, they're seeing a shadow. Everything's, you know, there's no insulation on the ice. It just seems like our customers, we can get them, set them down, get them some marking fish, and just just stay 100, at least 100 yards away from them and text them. If they need anything, you can walk it over there. Just, I don't know, just for the commotion-wise, it just seems like they ain't having it. Yeah. You feel like like presentation, you know, and like all of that, like the mood of the fish, like like do you, do you, do you feel like there's kind of been – you know, maybe, maybe like a recipe to that as well. Um, talk, talk me through some of that with your clients. Like, like, uh, like how do you select your gear and just kind of that progression, um, you know, with presentations and just kind of how you go about, you know, honkering down on these fish and figuring out what they want. I, you know, we fish constantly while our customers are fishing too. So we can use that as a gauge also, but I typically give two guys eight rods and give them the top things that have been working. Um, Bare minnow this year on a plain hook has been been working really well also. Plus, it does seem to keep fish in the area longer when you're trying to jig fish them also. So, I mean, anywhere from tungsten jigs with spikes or wax worms and minnow heads on it, small spoons. Um, I mean, one day we were using, uh, I use a, a little search bait. It's called a uh, Z-Vibe, and it's about, I don't know, inch and three quarters this little rattle bait i mean i started pounding the perch on those ones one day just just out of accident they came in and just started whacking it i'm like here you guys try this they want a more of a reaction bite you know so yeah it changed it changes daily from sun penetration to you know cloudy days their mood is different every day it seems I mean, it's talking about depth. That's another big category when you're talking about Devil's Lake. You know, people that are planning a trip or that, you know, maybe the people that just don't have as much time, um, 
you know, in a season as you do to go out there? Like if you were, if you were going to just give some good advice this year, what you're seeing, you know, um, what kind of dictates where you start looking as far as like depth and structure and what that all looks like for you? Yeah. Like I said, I have, we haven't found a base and bite for nothing. Um, these, these, uh, just seems like the contour lines have been doing the best, you know, at 12 to 16 foot of water, you know, it's just, they're not in the basin. I, that's why I think we needed that big two week deep freeze, you know, where it gets zero for high. And I just think it pushes these fish out deeper where the water is warmer. And that hasn't happened yet this year. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, this, I this think that better, stuff's this interesting. Been one of the mildest winters I've ever seen, I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Devil's Lake is made out okay, right? If you look at, like, the extent of the ice belt, um, you know, Devil's Lake had, you know, at least a, a, a serviceable ice for for an ice fishing season. But um, but talking about that depth deal, like, I think that's an interesting one. Like, do you feel like when you're picking spots, like, what would you say is when you're fishing perch in, you know, the greater Devil's Lake, you know, like like Devil's Lake proper, um, like, you're fishing perch in, say, less than 20 feet of water, what do those spots look like? What 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 are some of the key features? Like like what are some tips and tricks and just things um, that you see that you could recommend? Some things that we could break down here. You know, old shorelines, hard bottom to soft bottom. Um, if you can find find some old timber that's laying down, they really use that a lot. The perch do. Um, you know, especially shallow. But then again, when you're fishing these shallower perch, it seems like they feed more like walleyes. They'll feed in the morning and then they'll just slack off. And then you'll get them again later in the afternoon. They just they just seem to be a little bit more clicky that way. Where if you do find them in a basin, you can pluck pluck away at them all day. Um, but the shallower fish, it just seems like yes, yeah, so all of a sudden you're whacking them pretty good, and all of a sudden that time comes and it just goes flat. And I just think those fish just hunker down and lay there. And then when that sight, sunlight starts getting a little bit lower, they fire up again in the afternoon. But yeah, I do. I, I like I like cups and contour lines. Each side of any point can be very well, and just just starting at ten foot and go out to twenty some, just work up and down. When you start marking fish at a magic deck, try to stick with it and fine tune it. Dude, I think that's great stuff, man. I think that's great stuff. Is there any fun, like memorable? I mean, I like talking, you know, getting stories or really breaking down like specific scenarios or you know, like specific examples. Any particular stories, you know, from this year? Um, you know, one thing I think of is like, you know, you're learning these lessons. I mean, you're a very nuanced angler, so as this year came in. It's pretty easy to see that it's different. It's pretty easy to see that, oh, you know, like things aren't exactly, uh, you know, the same. We're going to have to figure some stuff out. So if you could think back into earlier this winter, you know, when you were kind of, you know, realizing that the basin deal wasn't a factor at that point and you're starting to look at fish, you know, what are some of the days, um, you know, some of the light bulbs that were going off in your head earlier this year, um, you know, just some stories, just kind of how you came about or how you kind of realized uh, some success when you first started figuring it out this year with these weird conditions. Well, kind of figured it out when we were walleye fishing in the morning because we're, we're fishing, you know, those contour lines like we were talking about earlier and the guys were picking up Got, got a couple perch one morning and i'm like okay well you're using spoons and minnow heads here you guys try these tungsten let's let's downsize and see if these aren't perch and sure enough they were perch so then we just started you know relating that to other spots in the lake and trying to duplicate it and that's how our winter's been rolling 
dude, I love that stuff, man. I, I love, I just love hearing that stuff because, uh, I mean, some of the best anglers that I have access to on Devil's Lake say that exact same thing that the, the shallow, the good shallow perch bites are usually found on accident when you're walleye fishing. Yep. That's a fact. I think that's really valuable takeaway for somebody like me. It's like, man, I could easily let those opportunities go right on by me or right over my head. If I, you know, I'm plucking away at a couple of walleyes, the spot seems decent. I marked more fish that I didn't catch. And, you know, I move on, I go try to find that basin perch bite. Cause that's just what's standard. That's just Correct. what the standard benchmark is. And I can't get away from that. I can't get that out of my head. And for a lot of folks, to be fair, you know, if you're traveling or if it's, you know, it's a destination fishery, you go there, you want to do DIY, but that's the difference. I, I think that's, I, I think there's such a great value to getting linked up with, you know, guide, a guide like you, a guide service like yours, or just any of the good guide services out there, anywhere you go. Like, that's just such a huge lesson on a year like this. And that shallow perch bite is fun, though, huh? I mean, it's it, it, oh, you don't yeah. get it every year. But um, talk to me about the size and quality of fish that you have been seeing. You know, it's been quality versus quantity this year. We have a ton. I mean, a pile of six to eight inches right now. But the fish we're catching are some really, really good size. Well, I've got a certified scale here. We had one two weeks ago at 2.62 pounds. Jeepers, man. So we're at, I think we're at 31 right now at two pounds and bigger. That's unreal. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And we also got the biggest walleye I've ever seen pulled out of here personally too. I had a commercial fisherman, you know, retired commercial fisherman from Mississippi river and stuff. And we're walleye fishing one morning and they, they put it on tape measure, took a picture of it and threw it back was right on at 33 inches jeepers goes he goes i've touched so many 30 inch walleyes in my life on that river that's the biggest walleye i've ever had my hands on that's what he said yeah and he let he let her go for another person so devil's lake north dakota is one of north dakota's premier outdoor recreational destinations We talk about the fishing all the time on this show, but to find out what the lake and the community has to offer, which is way more than we ever talk about on this show, you can head to devilslakend.com and get all that. We're talking about the lodging and restaurant options and just the lay of the land and everything going on in the community. There's all kinds of stuff all summer long going on in and around the community of Devil's Lake. Also, our favorite, the fishing tab. It's going to give you real-time fishing reports, directions to fish cleaning stations and boat landings and shore fishing piers, which are awesome, by the way. Also, it's going to give you a list of options for boat rentals or guide services and bait shops. Everything that you need to plan your next adventure in Devil's Lake is at devilslakend.com. That link is in the description of this podcast. If you have any fishing memory or a fish that you would like to commemorate with a replica or you have questions about getting fish replicas done, reach out to Jamie Rizavi from Rizavi Taxidermy Studio in New Rockford, North Dakota. Jamie and his crew do next level work here at the JMO headquarters. We are blessed to have so many replicas made by Jamie. Reach out. You can find them on social media or online at RizaviTaxidermyStudio.com. The link is in the description of this podcast. 
Everybody listening to this podcast has a passion for the outdoors. Wouldn't it be great? Or have you ever even thought about how great it would be to live and work in and around like-minded people, making a difference, contributing to the resources that you love so much? The North Dakota Game and Fish Department is hiring. If you're just starting out, if you're looking to build your resume, seasonal wildlife and fisheries technicians are the perfect way to gain experience and spend the summer with cool people just like you. If you're currently sitting in your office, you're sick of staring at the same four walls, enough is enough. Join a team of elite outdoor conservationists and become a district game warden. If you or somebody that you know needs to learn more about these opportunities, head to the link that is in the description of this podcast. That's gf.nd.gov slash jobs. You know, that's the difference, man, is like on years like this, when it's when it's weird, it's crazy, your your memories don't matter as much, your waypoints don't matter as much. A lot of people struggle. A lot of people don't have that, you know, don't have it built in. We're not all born with the ability to chase down and find fish and just be, you know, be versatile like that where, you know, finding those shallow perch, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, not even on Devil's Lake, you know, not every day are they just jumping out of the hole. I mean, no, when you're putting your time in and you're putting those pieces of the puzzle together, that's really valuable. I mean, if I was a client of yours and I got to catch, say, you know, a, a, a handful of eater walleyes and, um, you know, eight or 10, you know, plus size perch, you know, like, like, Correct. like the plus sizers. Um, and, and just know that there's like a chance at a two pounder, like you're, you, you've proven that, you know, you're validating that there's two plus pounders, but like, even if I didn't catch one, I was your client, but I was, I knew that I was fishing with somebody that could put me in and around two pounders versus going off myself. And on a year like this, where I'm just fishing my waypoints from say three to five years ago, there isn't going to, there's a good chance there isn't a fish within a half mile of you. Right. You know, I mean, that stuff's, that stuff's huge, man. I love it. I, I, I like that we can document these conversations too and just kind of hear this from you. Cause you know what? The next five years might be different and, and this, this whole conversation changes. And then, but, uh, you know, if something like this kind of happens again, eight, 10 years down the road, it'll be fun to look back on this, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and, see, and see if the pattern holds true to this year. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, tell give me a little walleye update. I kind of like how you were earlier, you know, uh, uh, it's so true that people go to Devil's Lake, even if you're intending on catching walleyes or you're intending on catching perch, usually you find time to fish for both. Like the morning is walleyes, then you go to perch, and then you go back in the evening for walleyes. This year, you know, you're talking about your best success happens in the morning. So whatever you want, you better go after it first. But tell me a little bit about the walleye fishing and just some of the, you know, consistencies or some of the cool nuancey things that you're experiencing this year. Um, you know, extremely shallow. I mean, we were, we were fishing them all the way up on the four feet of water. Um, what I have noticed is, you know, the bigger walleyes, like 18, 18 to 20 inches, they do have baby perch in them along with the pike. So they are definitely up there on the timber and or along, along the old weed beds and capitalizing on those baby perch. Um, and like I said, that window is so short when you're up that shallow. I'm normally out there. See if the sun rises at seven fifteen. I'm set up at six o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> and and fifteen twenty minutes after that sun comes up, better slide out slide out deeper if you want to catch a few more. 
Yeah. Do you have kind of a do you have kind of a system for that or any philosophy? You know, you talk about getting out there, getting set up early. I mean, for you, um, is that just getting the holes drilled and getting all that noise kind of over with uh, so that you're set and ready for them? Do you kind of drill your holes that uh, your late morning holes that are a little bit deeper, you drill them right away too? I mean, tell me, a li- give me a little bit of your kind of your strategy or your approach uh, to capitalizing on those short bite windows for walleyes on Devil's Lake. Yeah, what I do is like when I got when I take guys out, like right now we're running side by sides, so we're running flip overs. So I'll get on my brake line or my shallow flat or whatever, and I will drill like for each shaft probably six two sets of holes, so they can they can just flip over the slide, slide over to the next spot, which is gradually be getting deeper each time. So these guys can actually just flip it over, pull it over twenty yards, flip it over the next two holes, and just keep moving out from there. Versus me coming there, drilling a new set of holes each time. You know, especially now because it's so nice out, they're not freezing over. I um, mean, you can get away with it this time of year. But yeah, that's what I like to do, and I like to stay away from the guys. And if they got anything major that happens, they can text me. I'll roll over there and give them a hand. But yeah, it's definitely definitely working. If they can pick two, three out of each sets of holes by the end of the morning, they got their their ten walleyes. So yeah. Yeah, it's definitely to get out there early and get everything settled down. That's for sure. Do you utilize set lines whatsoever? I mean, you know, and and I'm not just asking about you and your clients, but I kind of like to hear both sides. I mean, you're a guide, but you're also an an angler. You probably have perspective if you were going to go out completely on your own and go on, you know, kind of a mission to kill uh, on your own, um, you know, versus having your clients. I mean, talk to me about how you utilizing set lines or, or just, uh, you know, dead sticks, um, you know, as far as a presentation or is it an inefficiency for you? Like, give me a little bit of perspective on that. Um, I do. I always give them one, uh, one rod, a snare rod with a minnow on it because some mornings it's, it's all on minnows. And I said, you guys, if you catch two fish on that, on that uh, rod right there, and you guys don't get any jig, and they look at it, I said, then just take a middle and hook it through the back on your spoon and just kind of move it up and down real slow and don't be so radical with it. Um, I've also, on this warmer weather like this, when we get out there real early, I will set out six, eight tip-ups also, and that's been, been working really well. Um, you know, of course, when the weather will allow you to do it, it doesn't work too well at 20 below, but this winter has been working real well because it's been so mild. Yeah. And then a nice thing, too, I mean, for the guys that aren't from here in the wintertime, we can use four rods. So it's not like Minnesota where you're only going to have two rods. Right. <clears throat> so you can be jigging and put out three tip-ups each and cover some ground. And that's going to that's gonna actually gonna do some scouting for you if you go back there the next day and say, hey, that was a hot tip-up over there. Let's set up there tomorrow. You know, it's going to help you pinpoint those fish also. Dude, I think that, I mean, that's the stuff I like to hear because, you know, some, everybody's, everybody kind of comes with a little different sort of perspective or just if you don't know, no better, you know, whether you're from out of state or not, but like some people just have tip ups and they just assume they're going to use them and it can kind of be the kiss of death sometimes because it really slows you down or it really anchors you to a spot and you haven't found the fish yet to really be doing that kind of activity. So sometimes for some people, it's really, you know, just, just just chill hang out don't put them down just yet it really you know slows people down but when you are kind of when you are on productive water when you are in in an area where you know think things are happening it's it's your spot you got a few days into it you know there's fish there you're catching them but those tip-ups can kind of showcase the movements they can kind of they can kind of uh it can kind of reveal a secret right to like 
you know, where the activity was happening, you know, you always make your best judgment. You always want to jig or you always want to be in what you think is maybe your best hole. But when you're fishing an area and you don't know that, getting spread out, you know, can can absolutely be the deal. So I like the way I like it when you say that. It's like, you know, if you're in that kind of spot and you do have some out, like that information it can give you is invaluable. But for you, kind of along those same lines, I was just kind of saying I want to ask you next, like for you with the walleyes, with your clients, do you feel like on a year like this, it's been all about spot on the spot or are you fishing areas? Are you getting spread out and just kind of fishing, fishing spots bigger? Or are, do you feel like being right on top of that one particular rock is like the deal breaker? No, it's the humps this year have not been that good. You know, the mid lake humps and stuff I've been doing better on the shoreline bites and those fish move a lot more, so we'll spread out all along that shoreline. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, like we get six of us going out there, and we set those portables up. We'll, we'll, we'll cover a quarter mile. We'll cover a cu- quarter mile and see which way they're kind of actually moving. It's like, okay, the last house down here on the, on the north end only got two. They really started getting them at the middle house. So, okay, the their progression is going that way, so let's start moving that way, you know. It really, uh, I call it. A little bit of prospecting also, you know. You know, along the same, you know, talking about the, the walleye fishing, if you look at uh, some of your better days this year, what do you feel like is kind of was kind of your recipe for success, uh, you know, this year with the walleyes on your better days? Was there any particular, you know, portion of your strategy, anything, anything that you feel like was like the major key component that would just be just solid advice for anybody that's looking to fish walleyes yet this winter on Devil's Lake. Shallow, shallow. And our best, our best walleye bites this year is when we had that two weeks of fog. It it prolonged that bite a lot more in the morning because the sun wasn't coming out. It was staying darker longer, and that that was just key to putting more fish in the bucket. You know, these these sunny days like this, it's such a short window, and it's. But yeah, it's it's been all shorelines for us this year for sure. Shoreline, shoreline, shorelines. I mean, we tried the humps. Normally, you go out, out of the humps out on the flats or the main lake. You get up there in the morning and you just start whacking them. And it's just they're not there this year. And I think they're relating to the perch fry because there's a billion of them in here. We had a great hatch last year. Yeah. So they're, they're going to go where the food is. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty telltale. When you're catching twenty inches and they're consistently having perch in their belly, I mean, there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of your decision making, you know that like that dictates a lot of decision making for sure. And even some of the pike that we're catching, when they got those baby perch in them, they got weeds along with the perch, so oh, they're yeah. up in those old weeds and and they're they're chuffing those and eating the weeds too, you know. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a fun year. Like if you if you if you embrace or you enjoy or you have you know if you're a passionate angler and you enjoy learning and grinding and you know you yeah everybody's got to make peace with the tough days so that you can learn something and and but this year you know even for guys like you that that have 20 plus years of like full-time work on devil's lake and you know in in the winter time it's got to be almost like kind of fun kind of rewarding at least the good days got to be a little rewarding for you isn't it not i mean because it's kind of cool yeah i mean it's always about the hunt you know it's, it's it's very humbling at times but it makes me try harder 
to figure it out. And once I figure it out, it's uh game on. Yeah, man. I mean, what, how do we close this out? We, we need like three to five minute closer here. We're so, I don't know. I just, I love it all. I love all the conversation. There's, there's so much learning going on. It's still crazy. We're all going to be scratching our heads. Like when, when ice out finally comes, everybody ought to just get together somewhere you know, all you guides or whatever, you ought to just get together somewhere and have a few beers and everybody just like try compare to decide what the heck happened this year, you know? Yeah. And you know, like compare notes and, and you're going to see a lot of similarities. I can tell you that right now. I think that's true. I think that's true. I think, it, 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 you know, and to my point, it's like a lot of you guys that are just, you're more nuanced. You, you know, the, the experience is one thing, but you're, you definitely think, yeah, definitely think a little more aggressively, a little, you're more open-minded than, than myself, like any average angler, like it's, um, the, the similar information is going to come from the better anglers, like guys like you that are, can really think that way and put it all together. I think if you had a hundred guys go out and, you know, put in 50 days straight out on Devil's Lake that, you know, that was like me and my buddies, we probably wouldn't come up with the same theories you do. So it's really important. <laughs> it's really important that you talk about it. That's yeah, for got, sure. We've got a lot of winter left here too. You know, I mean, it's March, can be, March can be very good. It's going to be, it's going to be um, interesting because we have no snow this year. So we're not going to get that runoff. I'm just wondering, thinking if these fish are going to still relate to where they normally spawn or if they're going to need that current to push them into areas. So yeah soon yeah. find out this maybe forecast a little bit um you know how much ice i mean it's mid-february right now um how much ice are you seeing out there in most you know most of the areas on the main lake how uh you know you know it are we you know uh, how are we sitting great great I, we're sitting good right now we're at at 22 to 26 inches of ice it's the best ice we've had all year um, it's going to start warming up here next week, but I still see the nights are low twenties, some teens. So, I mean, the accesses are going to be the first thing to go. You know, what I like to do too is, is I don't recommend anybody do this, but that's what I do. I go down and spread a hay bale down where I get on the ice and insulates it. So you're a little safer getting on and off when it does get a little bit later in the season. But, um, yeah, I think we still got some really good fishing to come. Um, hopefully this, uh, yeah, the sunlight doesn't penetrate this stuff too much and you can get it too spongy and it's too quick, but I still think we got another month of fishing, no problem. Yeah. I mean, every, and everybody anticipates late ice, you know, late ice everywhere, but Devil's Lake with those big perch, um, you know, and then just, you know, the, the walleye migrations can make for some pretty great bites there too. Um, Correct. It definitely, I mean, it's definitely going to be an anticipated time. Regardless of this whole winter's conditions, late ice is going to be anticipated. Uh, at least it ought to be. Um, yeah, that's a great point, man. Well, anyways, I mean, we're covered everything uh, that I wanted to cover. I love it all. I, there's a lot of takeaways in this for me. I was kind of, uh, I like touching on them as we go because I don't like those moments to pass by. I like, I like to kind of bookmark them a little bit in my brain while I'm talking to you. But, you know, the idea, um, you know, it, you know, these shallower perch bites where, you know, uh, so often you just got to be open minded because when that opportunity comes, sometimes you don't you don't know or it's not as predictable. You can be looking for walleyes. You can be you know, you can just, you know, kind of not be entirely ready for it. Um, and it can pass pass you by if you're not ready, uh, you know, like you say, walleye fishing and then 
you know, that shallow perch bite, it shows up. If you catch one, don't assume it's by accident, especially if it's a nice fish. I think those are big takeaways for somebody like me um, because that's not easy for me to do when I'm out there. Uh, what it, You know, it, it, I can only imagine how many good bites I just drove away from because I didn't know how to figure yep. it out, you know. And um, so I just, I really like that. It could be staring, staring you right in the could be staring you right in the face and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is so true. I think a lot of people, you know, uh, they don't have to relate to it, but at least just get that as a takeaway of like, you know, don't assume too much. And this year the conditions are different and don't assume that because the conditions are different this year, that everything is garbage, that everything is bad, that, you know, just because your waypoints from the last three to five years aren't working, uh, don't assume that the bite is off or that the lake is shut down. There's the fish did not crawl out of the lake. They are there and there's good fish we're proving that point um and uh and i like you know talking about the walleyes i like you know just the perspective that it's a short bite window so any sort of strategy that you can have to just get up early be there have your holes drilled all those efficiencies that allow you to just fish well when that bite window is open because once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone till tomorrow. And then, you know, and it's like, and so if you spend the whole bite window drilling holes or looking at forward sonar or, you know, rebating tip, remote tip ups and walking around, driving around on the ice and, you know, in this shallow water spooking fish, I mean, it's, um, there's just all these things. You just got to be right and tight. That's what I take away from these conversations. So I appreciate it, Jason, man. Anything else that comes to mind fishing wise that you got to throw out there, throw out there. Otherwise, we can close it out promote yourself your your guide service uh, where people could uh, reach out to you if they had questions or or anything like that yeah not a problem uh, my, my cell phone number is 701-351-1294 my website is percheyes.com um i guess quit quit wishing and go fishing man that's it man no excuses play like a champion just get out there and get after it jason i appreciate it man